Welcome everybody, thanks for coming along. We often have uh, graduate speakers come in once or twice a term. We've been doing a few over the last two or three years. It gives you my pleasure to welcome Matt Gilt. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, um, you were part of the Learning Connection for a year or two. When was that? Uh, it's about 95, I think. 95, yeah. 94, 95. Yeah. So I had done a, I had done a bit of a stint uh, teaching, and I was, so I was a secondary school teacher, and I wanted to further. How do I say it? I wanted to leave teaching. You, you're in the classroom. You're in the t in the high school teaching, and you're teaching these kids. You're saying, you know, you can go out there. You can be an artist. You can do this. You can, you know, you can do it. And and they're like, oh yeah, okay. And they'd often ask, you know, have you done it? And I, I, I live by a, a, little, a little motto, it's called the rocking chair test. And it's, it's something that for me, you don't want to sit in a rocking chair when you're in your you know, twilight years going, I wish I had, or I could have done that, I was good, you know, I, I, could, have, I could have been one of the greats, you know, and, and you, you don't want to live by that. So for me it was, I took on board what I was actually telling these kids and I said, well, I'm going to give it a shot. I had to give it a go. So I left teaching. I taught for a couple of years. Um, and I left teaching. And I wanted some input into myself. So I came back and did, due to all the other training and stuff that I'd done, um, Learning Connection were good enough to bump me up. And I went to the final year of the diploma, I guess yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. and uh, sat under Rabia. And sat under him for pretty much, I, I did other things, but sat under him for my painting and just said, I want you to just push me, and pretty much that's what he did, and it was great. So I was here for a, a good year. Back in the, oh actually I wasn't here, we were back in the, the old nunnery actually. That's right. So it was 2006? 2005? 2005, 2006. Sorry, no, we took it, hang on. <laughs> yes, 2005, 2005. Yeah, nice, about, yeah, about a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, Excellent. decade ago. So how did you hear about <laughs> TLC? Like you were teaching away, doing your high school teaching. That's a really did, good question. Did TLC actually. find you or did you find TLC? No, I found TLC, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I'm not sure how it happened at the yeah. time. I think it's just one of those, it was yeah. meant to be things, yeah. you know. It was, yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And your time at the Learning Connection. So how did you come across Rabia? Was he someone that was you knew of anyway? No, or you just no. had some contact and connection? No, not at all. No. <coughs> it was very much uh, jump in and do a few of the courses and... I clicked with Rubia. Like mm. you, you, you find a teacher that you click with, you, that you, you know, can gel with and really work with. For him, for me, it was him. Mm. And uh, so I decided that he was going to be my main painting tutor, if you like. Sorry, bear with me. I'm just going to turn this off. It's a good idea. Um, so, yeah. Next and so um, you met Rubia. And what was it about him that you clicked with and connected with? Um, it wasn't about, for him, it wasn't about, you know, obviously for me, I had painting technique, I had a, a fairly good eye. I wanted him to push me in a direction, because th there's a difference between, no, how do I, I have to be careful here, but between really wanting to make something uh, um, what, what I would, what I consider a masterpiece or what anyone would consider a masterpiece, how you get that, how you achieve that. And I wanted someone to, to push me further, 
So try this, try that. Have you done this? What, why did you do that? Why? You know, mm. yeah. It's great. So it, just, uh, it was just the way he, he mm. connected with me. Yeah. Excellent. And that sort of he, do, he doesn't do mains classes as much as he used to. He does block courses. Right. But anyone who's done those block courses may have experienced how he does question a lot about what you're doing. Mm. And it takes someone to question for sometimes you to then reevaluate yeah. your own direction and possibly where you're going and what you're up to. Absolutely. Mm. So you were here for a year-ish? Yeah, yeah. I was here for uh, the full full year. Sure. And did did other classes with um, uh, yeah, some of the jewellery classes and some of the other yeah Great. bits and pieces. Design so you still classes. checked out what else was yeah, available? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Time. Yeah, did a few block courses and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Was there anything he said, or that that there was a certain thing that resonated at the time that is sort of carried on throughout your, your current practice to today? That's a good question, but it's one of those questions that, you, you yes, because you do have to self-evaluate. You do mm. have to continually look at. One of the keys for me was always when you look back at a painting, or when you think a painting is finished, how do you think a painting is finished, or when do you think the painting is finished? And and often, sometimes it's when you've just had enough of it, <laughs> but sometimes it's you need to actually reevaluate and go that that just is not working and. The joy with, I don't know, if the joy for me, I work in oils mostly. Um, so the joy with oils is you can, I would say there's a painting later on that I'll, I'll show you. It's the Wheatbix painting. So when we come to that, you'll understand what I'm talking about. There's a big milk, milk bottle in the front. And I added that as a, a central piece. As a, so I painted a strawberry. Um, it's a classic example of this. So I painted a strawberry on a chopping board with a knife and it even went in an exhibition. It went in one of our five painter exhibitions and it's my, one of my mum's highlights because she actually remembers a child trying to grab the, the strawberry from the painting. Um, but the painting never worked for me so I took it back from that show and I actually changed it. You'll see the changed painting when, when we come to it. But. So please tell me if you want me to just flick on with these as well. So Matt, you b back in 2006 you were here, then you left. What was it like suddenly having free reign to then paint and express yourself? Yeah, good, good question. One of the reasons I did leave, obviously, was we actually moved to the Wairarapa. So we were starting a new life over there, my wife and I, uh, with our brand new baby boy. So I had started, I'd left my career and I was starting a new career, like full-time artist, no longer teaching. We, so one of the... So one of the things that I can say, because I know that one of the things you wanted to draw out, for me it was we, we had a chance to, um, we, my wife and I said, right, let's give it two years to make a go of it as an artist. Um, you know, because it's, it's kind of you need a couple of years to make a, a real emphasis in a business and see if you're actually going to achieve something in the business world, not necessarily in the art sense of the world, but in the business sense of the world. Um, so... With that, we sat too, and I built up a body of work. You know, I, I set myself a date, and I had built all my advertising up to that point, and I knew that that was my cutoff. So we, for, an for the for an exhibition. So yeah, well done. Um, <laughs> so I built it up for the end of the year. So I had 12 months to pretty much go for it and paint and draw and do whatever else I wanted. Um, and then 
it was quite clear at the end of that because it was pretty much a sellout that I was going to do okay, so we just carried on. Fantastic. And it's been 10 years now. Excellent. Yeah. And you had a year to paint. How did you keep yourself disciplined and motivated to create over that period of time? Because a lot of people yeah. know that when you've got someone there saying, well, you could do this and you could do that, and they're guiding you, yeah. suddenly you're left to your own devices. Um, man, it's good, good, good questions, man. It's <laughs> like, it's fire. Um, to, to be fair, I found it okay. Um, I found it relatively... I'm, I'm a fairly self-motivated person anyway. Mm. I'm, I'm lucky in that respect, or blessed in that respect. But um, I also aligned myself to a good friend of both of ours, Michael McCormack. You may or may not know, Island Bay painter. He's a, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, so he actually wrote the forward to my book. This is, sorry, we haven't explained this. What, I'm, what we're flicking through here is actually my book. So there's three copies that you guys can flick through. You know, feel free to, you know, have a look. Um, and so Michael wrote the forward to the book, which is great. Um, but I, about, so when I, when I started Learning Connection, one of the things that Robert said was, you know, go and find an artist, go and ask them questions. So I actually bowled into Michael's studio down the road, not knowing him, never met him before. And I said to him, how about, how about you let me come and paint with you on a Thursday, every Thursday? And he was like, okay. And, and he pretty much goes, how come I said okay? Like, <laughs> to this day, you still, you still can't understand why he said yes, but we're thankful. So we're actually uh, very close mates. We've found out that we're two days born, two days apart, him in Ireland on the other side of the world and me here. So we, we've got sort of some family connections as well. One of his sons is named Matthew. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I went and painted with him every Thursday and that continued even when we were over and when we moved over to... So there was that, that drive, that push, that we had that camaraderie where we could challenge each other and that painting. So that continued a little bit as well. Fantastic. Yeah. How important do you think that was to sustain very. yourself? Mm. Yeah, very. I think... Um, if, you, if you're ever going out there, like some of the great artists, you know, like you got Colin McCann and all those guys, they all had a group of people that got together. Half the famous writers out there, mm. you know, J, um, J. Tolkien, J.R. Mm. Tolkien. Mm. And, you know, all those guys, they had a bunch of people that they would get together and critique each other's work. I think it's very important in any field to, to have people that you would feel comfortable with challenging you. Mm. So, yeah. That's well said, because collectives often can sustain, because as soon as mm. one person feels a bit lackluster about their creativity, there's others there to sort of push and drive yeah. and say, no, actually, that's yeah. working well. And yeah. I think that's why the culture of the learning connection is so strong. There's people constantly floating around. You think you've made something that looks pretty, mm. and then someone comes out your shoulder and goes, wow, oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. You know, yeah. So I think yeah. that support and that collective energy can yeah. help to, to drive. So it's great that you figured that out so early on. Yeah. Mm. And so... You bowled up and knocked on his door, and he, and he, and he let you hang out and do. Yeah. That was quite a bold move in itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like I said, to this day, he still doesn't understand how come he actually said yes. Normally he would say no yeah. like to anything like that, so it's mm. kind of a... Just a feeling? Yeah. yeah it was right. something... So what happened on those Thursdays that you bowled up to his gallery? Did he teach you? Or did no, you no, no. We, we, yeah, no, no. We worked, but I took all my gear as well. So I would w bring an easel, I'd bring my painting, bring the painting that I was working on, I'd set up in there and I'd go for it, yeah. And we, so we were just chatting, listening to music, 
sometimes drink some wine, you know, just enjoy ourselves and hang out together. Mm. And you, you know, you sit back and go, right, where am I heading with this painting? And often you had that ability to feel comfortable to have that critique from someone else as well, and vice versa. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was critical about it. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, if you want to just take us through a bit of a journey of your work and give us some insight, that, that'd be great, Matt. Um, so, one of the very first paintings that I did was this one that we're looking at here on the board. Uh, one of the first, that when I went total, you know, by myself, whatever you want to call it. And this, so, I knew I wanted to do a, a still life painting, um, but not, I'm not very fond of some of the traditional, you know, jars and, you know, um, vases with flowers. And I wanted something that was sort of a bit different. My son was just born and his favourite snack at the time was Marmite on toast and a big glass of milk. And that's his favourite toy. So for me, it was just literally about, I threw them together and just in a composition and mm. tried it out. And really that was the kickstart to the kind of that Kiwiana feel that my work has taken on board. Um, did, did you, would you draw it out first and then paint or, or do a drawing separate to that and then paint? What was your sort of process behind? Uh, it's changed. Yeah. It, it goes through different flows but sure. no, no, it would, I'd pretty much have your composition and go for it. Mm, and, great. And yeah. It's quite organic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, as time went by I would do some watercolour paintings. Um, so you'll see throughout the book and throughout this presentation you'll see some of the paintings that I've done that are watercolours and they're often step, stepping stones to an oil painting, a lar much larger oil painting or something like that and again that was for you know composition reasons or just seeing what the object actually looked like and how I felt about it mm. and then going into it yeah. Mm. So there's a little side note, the next painting, this one, this painting came out of the previous painting, the number of people that had actually said to me, oh, I really like the painting, but I would have bought it if it had Vegemite in it. So the great Kiwi debate has come out, and there's, there's another full-length picture of it, but it's quite interesting that the number of people that are, and, and you can have an argument within a family, quite, quite yeah. it's classic. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the first paintings that I did. Also, this is actually Michael's studio, so this is Michael's paint. Um, board with his chemicals and bits and pieces. Yeah. That, that previous painting must contain a bit of memory for you as well, yeah, like yeah. the whole memory joggers, yeah. but to know that that was created from another artist who you admired, yeah, tools yeah. of the trades, yeah. quite special. And the, the lighting was just amazing as well at that time, because we'd often paint into the early evenings and just the, you get to that golden light and the, the light was actually shining through on that. Mm. Um, this was another painting, sort of my, my work went in a direction of more photorealism. So if you, you know, you, take, you come back to here, it's still realism, but it's not photorealism if you, if you get, mm. like it's not as crisp, it's not as sharp, it's not finished. Then um, I came across an artist called Ralph Goings, who's an American artist. He's, he may even, I'm, he's very old and may even have passed away, I'm not quite sure, I haven't followed him for a while, but, but um, he was probably the father of and has been painting photorealism painting for about 40 odd years and his stuff was just amazing, just the detail 
the, the emphasis that he had on the subject matter. And, and I just fell in love with it. The moment I saw it, I went, oh, that's what I want to paint. Mm. You know, I was, I was captivated by detail. Uh, I'm, I'm very much a detailed boy. Like I said, we've got, I've got focus and that comes out in the paintings. So I, I love just, you know, painstakingly, meticulously finding every little detail that's in the book, uh, the images and, mm. and putting it in there. Yeah, you're, you're very right. I mean, I have a pat answer that it's about two weeks, solid work, so about 80 hours. But some paintings will take a month. Mm. Some flow just beautifully and come out in a week, you know. So it does, it does vary, but averagely I would say about two weeks, like 80 hours a week, yeah. uh, 40 hours. I'm fortunate enough that I was putting in quite solid weeks and stuff as well. Mm. So these are a bunch of photos, some more earlier photos. Um, again, you can see the difference. They're more the realism, mm. which I was attracted to, but not they're not photo mm. realistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing your paintings at TLC in Erskine College and seeing that, that similarity to them here. Mm. And I remember seeing your first show at the Five Painters exhibition mm. in 2008 and just blown away at just yeah, that yeah. development of that crisp mm. sharpness and yeah. that observation to detail. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, like I said, I just I fell in love with it. I mean, it's quite clear as we get further on. So these are all earlier paintings from the mm. first show. Um, this, is, um, this one here is just down the road. Uh, I was walking one day and I just saw the reflections from, from a gate in, in, mm. my, in, uh, in the puddle. And I, so I love that. Um, I love hands. I love the study of hands. I love that kind of, you know, this was uh, the two hands at the top. Is, it's kind of, it's called first touch. And it's, it's kind of that concept of, you know, there was um, Leonardo... Not Leonardo, it's Michelangelo's, the, where mm. Adam and God are touching fingers. It was a play on that, so that's Adam and Eve concept. You know, it was that first touch. Imagine what it would have been like for them the very first time that they actually touched. So that was where that came from. Mm. Shooting Butts Road is um, a place. A place. <laughs> it's a road that's down the back end of our, like my, so these are the hills, my, my place overlooks these hills. Mm. Um, it's boring. This, the actual name of the road is boring. You know, it could be fun, but it's not. And Matt, going, so we're seeing, you know, sort of 10 years ago-ish. Yep. What about going before that? When, when were you first uh, really right. getting going with your art and creativity? Like, do you remember, yeah. was there any memories of being a youngster, just yeah, kind yeah. of aspiring to be a painter or an artist? Very, another good question. So for me, I grew up in a small town, Winton, bottom of the South Island. Um, it is, you know, the artists that I ever came across were art teachers. So, I, like, that, that's the honest, honest truth. I, I didn't know an artist, you know, especially down there as well. And you're talking quite a number of years ago as well now. So, um, to be fair, things have changed, I think. New Zealand society has changed towards art. But back then it was a real struggle. You, you pretty much got told by your families and whoever else around you that you can't make a living as an artist. So my dream was to go out and be an art teacher. So I left, I was heading to, to school. So to backtrack, I, I had a, um, I was always good at art. I, from about the age of five, I was, you know, pulling out drawings. I, I, don't, I don't quite like talking about this, but because it's kind of like I don't want to boast. Like, I'm not, like, understand that. Like, I don't want, I'm not trying to say, but 
I would enter, you know, he entered competitions when you, I don't know if that still happens, but growing up, there was competitions that you'd enter and stuff, and you'd always get turned down because, no, you, you can't have done that. Your parents must have drawn that. You know, it was, it was, it was things, things like that. So you kind of had that impact, yeah. and then you had your parents or family, not parents. Mum was relatively supportive, actually. But um, you had, I remember my auntie literally saying, right, so you, you're good at art, but, you know, you, you might as well just go off and do something else. So I was, I was heading off to university to be an art teacher, so I went off to do education. And uh, in a roundabout way, I got sidetracked and became a social worker and <laughs> worked, with, worked with young people. Uh, so I did work in Dunedin and then work in Whangarei. Um, and then with my, I did, then I went into um, the hospital sector and worked in there for a while. Um, all the while, not actually really doing any art. Mm. So, like, there was a time where I picked up a painting and, and people were going, you know, I picked up and did a painting. And people would say to me, oh, I didn't even know you were arty, you know, like, so I, there was probably a period of about 10 years, 15 years, maybe even where I didn't even touch a, a paintbrush or anything wow. like that. That's quite substantial when you look yeah, back at it as an art career. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's, cra yeah, it's crazy. And, and then, so I obviously picked up my dream again to be an art teacher and went and retrained as an art teacher. Um, I'd done, I'd, I did some, you know, other enough courses to be able to say, you can be an art teacher, which is what you need in society. Um, well so seen. I went and did my year training and with also social work as my other background and all that sort of carry on. And I also have a, a background in PE and stuff like that as well. Mm. So retrained, came to Wellington, taught, um, and then obviously you know the story from there. Mm. So Excellent, that's great insight. It's always, I think, really helpful to understand an artist's journey or get a sense of how they came across or came to this point of expressing what themselves. Yeah, um, you missed that, unfortunately. I think. Yeah, no, yeah, you're okay. And so I just I wanted input into my into back into me. So like you you put a lot of energy into your students into like when you're teaching, um, and there's a point where you go actually I wouldn't I would like some input into me, and I just it was purely selfish in some respects. You know, I, want to, I wanted someone to challenge me. I wanted someone to push me. So that's what brought me here. Mm. Yeah. And faced with a, a young child and, yeah. and, and trying to find your feet and your roots and get yeah. settled and yeah. follow a dream and passion. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I, and we built a house as well. Mm. So my wife and I, we built a kit set. We, you know those American-style barns? Um, I actually, no, I don't think there is a photo of it. Um, we, so we built a kit set barn that took us while we were while she was pregnant as well. So you know, we, <laughs> Michael always goes. Michael always says to me, well, "What the heck were you thinking? New job, new baby, new career, and you build a house as well. What were you doing?" <laughs> so, but um, and this is so. This is one. I'm, I'm going to move on from that. Um, <laughs> this is one of the paintings from our back door. Uh, so those are the same hills with that uh, the shooting, shooting butts hills, but this is a more realistic photo painting. Um, the jeans were my favourite jeans ever. Mm -hmm. I've still got them, can't throw them away. <laughs> I wanted to immortalise them and put them in a painting. So. Yeah. So, uh, this is one of the ones that, so some of them early in the early days were influenced by Michael as well. So, like um, just finding your way, finding your steps. Uh, mm. um, these are the boat sheds down Evans Bay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So there's actually, so this is this is 90, 
2005-ish, around, ah, sorry, 2005. Mm -hmm. I'm skipping yeah. <laughs> Interesting, I was talking to someone this morning about that, how you can sometimes be influenced by other artists and yeah. maybe mimic a, a bit of what they're doing, just yeah. to get your sense of what you wish yeah, to be totally, doing. So totally. that's, that's interesting you say yeah. that. Yeah, um, and this is uh, about two years ago, two, maybe three, not quite sure. Um, but I wanted to revisit it and it's changed a bit as you can tell. <laughs> They've redone the boards, <laughs> there's now only five. Um, but yeah, I wanted because of my love of water. I love reflections. I love shadows. I love chrome. I love anything like that. Mm. So it, it flicks about a little bit. So these are some barn ones. Um, oh, actually, see, yeah, a lot of. Mm, I keep mentioning Michael. You should have Michael here. We should have <laughs> Michael. Here. He's hoping to come in actually, Matt. So it's <laughs> funny you say that. So the, um, this painting down here, him and I did a road trip. Um, which was really awesome. Uh, we we did a great had a great time, and that's one of the one of the places down. I can never remember it. It's, I can remember the story about the place. Um, they had surveyors start at one end each each end, and they were designing the road. It's a big straight, big straight, and they got to the middle and realised the road didn't meet. So there's a little S bend. It's <laughs> can't think of the name of the place. It's classic. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's, yeah. So it's halfway between, it's just near Belclutha. Mm. So that's all that sounds very interesting. Did yep. you take lots of sketches, photograph, or, you know, sit yourself in front of your subject matter and paint there? Or we, we were short on time, so we didn't do so much sitting and painting, but we took a lot of photos and sketches, yeah. So you didn't, you know, we were, it was a fleeting <coughs> trip, but, mm. but we did capture... Yeah, you capture most of the things that you want with photograph and then you do some sketches as well. Mm. Um. How important is it for you, Matt, to have a connection with your subject matter? Yeah. Um, In terms of, you know, finding exciting or interesting or... Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, for me, it's key. You often do get commission work where it's someone really wants something that they want painted and you don't have that same connection, that same drive. Mm. So it's harder. So when it's something that you enjoy, um, this, this painting for me was, you know, you, you just, I wasn't out to start a painting of wine, but when I, you flick over the paintings and you just go, oh, sorry, over, you flick over the uh, setting. And I, so this was purely, we had just poured a glass of wine and the, just the reflections mm. caught my eye and just how everything is like bent and broken and there's so many reflective elements within the painting. Like I, one of my favourite bits was actually the corkscrew bit in here, how it reflected back in the bottom. Mm. Uh, you know, it was just so many elements within it which I just fell in love. So I just took photo and went for it. So if you're still alive, so you're always... Yeah, sorry. Hi. Both. Um, so yeah, no. Um, and it, perhaps this one would be it would have been a bit harder because you you captured in the moment and you, then you want to drink the wine, but um, <laughs> but to be fair, um, I work mostly <coughs> with the object in front of me because there are some details that a photo is really tricky to find uh, you know to pick up, um, but I do work from the photo for the lighting side of it because often you capture so I'll, I might take two hundred odd you know quite a number of photos and you flick through you play with it I'll 
even manipulate it a little bit to play with it on the computer and until mm. I, I'm happy with it. Mm. Yeah, so I'd, yeah, lighting in the way something captures, you can't, you can't quite capture that in an essence really quickly if you're trying to do a, a full painting, if that makes sense. Like that's my perspective anyway. Mm. Matt, when it was in, in that 12 months that you've been given to paint, mm -hmm. you're getting to the 11th month, your show's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. What, how are you feeling? Good question. Man. Um, yeah, nervous because you just, like, I don't know if you, a lot of you will be able to relate. When you're putting your stuff on a show, especially something what you consider big, it was, I was my first solo show, it was, so it was huge. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. Um, you're putting yourself out there, like every everything you pour into your artwork, it's um, it's your heart and soul, really. Mm. To be fair, it's hard to explain it, but it's your heart and soul that you're putting into paintings. Even something as mundane as a pair of shoes, you know, that have been left on the on the floorboards. We were just I was just walking up to someone's place and saw this and went, <coughs> I love the lighting and to, uh, you know cameras these days on your on your phones are just amazing, you know, mm. just. This takes better photos than my, my beautiful DSL, DSLR camera, you know, like for still lives, it's brilliant. Yeah. Where, where was your first uh, show, Matt? When? Or where? Whereabouts? Where? Um, there was, so in Martinborough, mm. um, there was, it's kind of changed a bit, but there was a cafe that had a wall and then it had this big open space out the back. Uh, the village cafe, if you're ever mm. over there, it's, uh, it's now all where the town library is. It's you know, but it's all completely changed. But there was a there was a really big open space out the back, and I just happened to make friends with the owner and say, "How about I mm. put a show on in here?" Great. And I'm I'm one of those cocky people that will challenge. I will just walk up to someone and sort of ch like you know with Michael. Like, but uh, you know, so I got wine sponsors and I got food sponsors. The people that own the cafe did all the food. Um, but I'm bolty enough to just go up and ask them. Mm. And for some reason, they don't say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. So that's the way we did our five painter shows as well. Mm. Um, I would get a corporate sponsor and we did, we did our five painter shows. These guys might not know that. Yeah, do anyone remember the five painter shows that were up between 2008 and 2012? In town? Cool. So Some famous. And <laughs> <laughs> hey Matt, tell us a bit, bit about that oh. part of, the, of your exhibiting history, where that came about and what it was like. And well, yeah, it's one of those, I wanted to put on something. I want, you know, bolshy, cocky, whatever you want to call it, arrogant. I'm, yeah, I don't think of myself as arrogant, but when you think of, when you think of what we achieved, it can come across like that. But, so w I wanted to do a big show. I wanted to go big. I wanted to, you know, it's the only way you're going to make it as an artist is to go sort of big, do something big and flashy and wow and, you know, a fairly big event. And we, we did. We had, um, so we got a corporate sponsor. Uh, one of my good friends is a partner in a, one of the big accounting firms in, in Wellington. And so I said to him, how about we we do this and you become the corporate sponsor. And we did it with them for about three years, I think. And they brought on another sponsor as well. Um, and then so we've had... Uh, yeah, yeah, well, cause, so you've got venue costs, you've got food costs, you've got wine costs. So we did a double night as well. So the first night was corporate sponsor, you know, their clientele. Mm. Second night is opening to the public. And uh, yeah, mm. 
that was, and then you had it open for the, but costs grew as well. That was one of the reasons we're actually still not doing it. Um, I'm not wanting to, the, we did it at the um, art, the Academy. Academy of Fine mm. Arts Gallery in Wellington and they, they just slowly increased the prices on us, unfortunately. Mm. And it was really sad because it was one of the events that was actually raising them some money. Um, but yeah, um, mm. it just became too costly. It was costing us about 10000 for four days, just the venue. Mm. So it was kind of like, mm, we can't keep that up, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> and in terms of some of the coverage that you've got from those shows, media, newspaper, how do you think that influenced your profile? It's huge. Like, like, you know, just like I said, when you go for a big event, there's going to be spill-off effects from something like that. <laughs> so yeah, you do get um, known a bit more in the art circles or whatever you want to call it. Or Yeah, so I, I'm still riding the coattails of that, really, I suppose. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You have, you have to. It became easier as the years went by. Like when we did our fifth year, that was obviously it's easier. They want to follow it, but um, mm. yeah. By the time you, 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 when you're starting off, you're not known. You're like, who are these nobodies? You know. <laughs> yes, they're doing a show. Who cares? You know. So you, you had to put it in a spin in a profile. So we, we actually did fundraising for child cancer as well. So we had a painting that we released and there was an auction and so that, that raised profile and it gives the media something to focus in on and hone in on and, mm. and exploit you, yeah. Wow, there they are. <laughs> it's awesome though, because then it was five years, I think it was yeah. five times yeah. you did that show. Mm. Excellent. If I'm not flicking through these enough, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. What media is that last one? Oh yeah, one so that's one of the watercolours. Mm. Um, the reason that never turned into an oil painting is because it was exceptionally hard to get the wording right on the actual <laughs> little tip packet. So I went, I'm not doing it again. So I didn't. So I did this instead. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was exceptionally hard. So you talked about that strawberry that that young child wanted to pick up, you know, off the painting. In terms of feedback, how does that influence, you know, your decision making in the future for your painting and your artwork and the way you express yourself? And it's just seeing how people interact maybe with the work. Wow. Um, yeah, I, gu I guess it does influence. Like the fact that people think, or you know, that you can fool a child to think it's real and they can pick it up, you know? Mm. Like that's, I, I, love, I love realism. I love, you know, um, making something seem mm. alive mm. when it's just a 2D flat canvas. Like something like this was also exceptionally hard. Mm. This painting, the three longest drinks, you had to get the, the wording, you know, pretty much looking perfect, otherwise if one didn't fit, it would just ruin the whole painting, so that, you know, everything kind of, I wanted to do a big long one with about eight, so this was my trial, 
And as you can see, I haven't, I, well, I haven't done one with eight. So, because, you know, it, it was one of those paintings that it took a bit longer, mm. you know. Um, mm. This is one of my favourites, because it has all the elements that I really like. You know, it's sort of, yeah, it speaks for itself. Ah, good question. In case so the, the yeah. You said a question, question about copyright. I was just going to reiterate myself. Yeah. Um, so the copyright is one of those things that, um, how, how do I say it? I've, I've been very fortunate over the years that, uh, again, bolshiness, cockiness, whatever you want to call it, I've just gone to them and said, hey, how about you let me paint your stuff? I'm, you know, and they're, they're pretty much, Coca-Cola's been the only one that was tricky, but the trickiness was they said I wasn't allowed to mass produce something. I mean, yes, I've got their stuff in my book and I've mass produced that, so you know, maybe I've broken their breach, but hey. Um, again, I'm not slandering their work, so it's, if I was an activist sort of out there bashing the product, then there might be a problem, but mm. they've, so I've shown them my work and said, this is what I paint. I'm wanting to do a painting of yours. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about it? And so, you know, Watties, um, Sanitarium, Coca-Cola, all of those, Cadbury's, all of those guys, I've, I've, I've co contacted them all. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. What was the lead time on that? The lead time? Oh, yeah, no, quick. It's quick. Yeah, a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've been blessed in my career. Yeah. And, and I think timing is everything yeah. when, it, when you're being creative and just trying things and, like you said, going and approaching people. And yeah. Yeah. It's the worst that can happen. <laughs> um, I, I would, it wouldn't necessarily be, some of them were going and talking in person, but some of them were just finding the right person on the phone call and, mm. and sending them emails with some of the work and stuff. Mm. So it's a fairly quick reply. Um, you prefer to paint by day, by night? By day. You I treated it like a job. Yeah, sure. What keeps so you going? Do you have a music influence? Or yeah, yeah, totally. Mm. Music um, was predominantly uh, in the, I would also get into some like um, novels, you know, mm. um, audio books, and they were great. You know, it's, it's actually amazing how you can almost, when you're in the zone, you can almost completely focus on what you're listening to and you'll be painting away and you, you suddenly realise you've listened to most of a book and you've been painting and you didn't actually realise what you were painting. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite amazing to be honest. Awesome. Yeah, just keep on flicking through those paintings, Matt. And um, people want to ask questions along the way, go for it. We'll go for another five-ish minutes and all is well. Yes, um, yes, I do. Um, it's just in, in our home. We've got it's a studio gallery. It's just a small one, but it, yeah, it does me. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't have so many galleries that I go with now. Um, it just people just come to me now, which is nice. So I can just be, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just one. Just one. No, only one. Um, go for it. To, to be honest, go for it. Like, because, you know, like I said, the rocking chair test. You don't want to be sitting in your rocking chair going, I wish I had. Yeah. You know, I wish I had. Oh, I was good. But how do you really know until you actually give it a shot? Mm. So just go for it. If you've got a dream to do your own exhibition, your own, you know, to be a full-time artist, then I would, I would set a date and say, right, that's my date. And that gives you something. I don't know, for me, having that pressure, we talked a little bit about that, but having that pressure, it's not, it doesn't need to be a, a looming pressure that scares the crap out of you, but that pressure that that's my date and what I get done by then is it. You know, it's a, and I wanted, I wanted to have, I had set myself a number. I wanted to have, uh, I think it was 15, but I ended up with 20 paintings and about 10 drawings. Um, so, I, you know, you have a target of what you're aiming for as well. That gives you drive, push. I thought in my head, 15 paintings was good, was enough. You know, it would have been enough to sort of have a substantial enough exhibition as well as a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah. Um, so most of my canvases are the block canvases and I quite often paint around the edge as well so I don't, I don't frame those. Um, if it was, it's a drawing, yes, I'll, I'll frame that. And I, yeah, yeah, so, so hanging is just with cord and stuff on behind. And Presentation just yeah. depends on what you're, you've yeah, created. Yeah. Does it also depend on where it's going to be seen or does it influence? No, no, it doesn't influence me. Like, um, if if it's a paint, uh, sorry, a pencil drawing or a or a watercolor, I quite often will frame that, and I frame especially the watercolors with UV glass and stuff like that. So it's mm. it's important that it's protected. Um, with oils, like I said, my, they're all on that block canvas, and they, I predominantly paint around the side. So you lose some of it if you would frame it. So. Mm. I, I like the concept that you can sort of stand at it from different angles as well. Mm. So, yeah. You had a question? Um, how did you go about pricing them? Did you base it on the hours spent or the size? Yeah, I did it on size because it was too tricky. You know, like I said, sometimes you're painting for a month on one painting and you can't, you can't um, glean that back. You can't get that back. Not, otherwise, the painting would be worth, you know, <laughs> hundreds of thousands. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so no, I did done on size, and it was it's developed over the years. You started off when you, you know, at, at a price that you think you'd be happy with receiving for a painting that you know, and obviously with your unknown, who's going to pay tens of thousands or whatever it is for a painting, you know. So you you need to start off realistic, um, and but true to yourself as well. Something that you're happy receiving. That's what someone's always said to me is. What price do you put on a painting? And and if you're, it's and even now there's one or two paintings that I actually really love, so I keep them for myself. But I put a, a crazy price on them, mm. something that I'd be going, well, if I got that, I'd be happy, you know. So that that puts you at rest, at peace. Mm. This painting, um, do you remember the first one that I said to you was? Um, so this is a a revisit to that. Um, it's obviously a different composition, but I wanted to go more realistic with it. So it brings out the same subject matter, but in a more <coughs> photorealistic approach. Do you ever use like digital artwork? Can you like, can you like 
No, I haven't, I haven't done the digital. Um, I've got friends that do that, and I think it's incredible what they do. I haven't got the patience to sit there and do the, you know, well, one, you've got to have the right tools as well. You've got to have those pad, you know, the thing with, yeah, 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 that stuff. No, I don't do workshops. Um, at times, I think oh, I should, because I, I I love I still love teaching. Uh, the re the reason I gave up teaching was not um, was because I wanted to give it a shot myself. But what I I love teaching. I didn't like the paperwork. I'm not that. I don't like yeah. that side of it. And teaching it was right when NCEA, NCEA came in, so we had to write all the programs and redo everything. So it was tough as well. I was HHD head of department in my school as well, so I had to do everything, and it was tough. Mm. So I got sick of it really quickly, but I love teaching. Um, obviously, because of my youth work background, I could relate to young people. Mm. So, Did yeah. you find the communication skills you developed as a teacher assisted when, you, when you're coming to talk about your art or selling your art and letting people know about what you do? Um, I, that, so that's, this is another piece of advice. I think I, I'm, I'm relatively comfortable and gifted in my tongue. I'm, I'm not, I don't embarrass easily, um, which is a good trait. Um, yeah, the podcasts don't pick up screw faces and things, so that's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but, but my piece of advice is, uh, another piece that I would say to you is, yes, have a date, but two... Don't be afraid to, to, like a shy artist, a shy artist will be a starving artist. I don't know if you get that. Think about it. A shy artist will be a starving artist. If you're not willing to get out there and meet and greet people and be comfortable in your own skin and talking about your work and embellishing it, then, you know, you, you need to work on that skill. Mm. Okay? Like, that's it's huge. Mm. Like... I, I would be able to walk up to someone that I know was interested in the painting and encourage them to, to be able to buy it. Mm. It's a skill, it's, but it's, it's necessary if you're going to make a go of it. Mm. it. I'm not saying get be ruthless, but I'm just saying be confident. Mm. Because if you're confident and you are passionate about your work, then that's going to come across and they're going to see that passion that you've got it for it. Mm. Like I, I love my work. I love, I love what I paint, you know, and, and the, the passion that I put into it. I'm happy to talk about it. So it gives me, you know, like, it gives you something to just go, ah, oh, I love, the, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I think you can understand where I'm coming from. That's awesomely well said, Matt. We'll uh, finish on that, but we'll keep on going for a bit longer. So if people want to come up and talk to you or see some of the rest of your work, then... I just skip through that painting. All good. <laughs> but thanks very much for coming in and sharing where you come from. It's been brilliant. Cool.